Artificial intelligence is going to transform the world of logistics, but maybe not in the way that you think. Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, Managing Editor of Supply Chain Brain, and this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. AI is the buzzword that's taking over just about every aspect of the supply chain. But we're not always talking about the same thing. Is it a means of replicating the workings of the human brain and therefore replacing it? Or is it a supplement to human activity? For what kind of decisions is AI best suited? And when is it not an aid to complex supply chain operations? My guest today is going to help clarify these questions. He is Spencer Askew, founder and CEO of Technology, which pioneered the logistics expert system and has created a cloud-based platform for the logistics industry that's built on AI. We'll learn why AI is a tool for capacity enhancement, not replacement, at least at this point in its development. We'll see how and where humans are still needed and how their skills must change in line with the application of this cutting-edge technology. In particular, we'll discuss how AI can address the problem of an aging workforce and the potential loss of knowledge that was decades in the making. So here is my conversation with Spencer Askew. Spencer Askew, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Would you please give me your definition of artificial intelligence, AI? We contemplate artificial intelligence for the transportation and logistics industry. We think about it in terms of the expertise that exists across our industry and having the ability to package that knowledge and that consulting intelligence into a machine learning-based platform so that organizations across our industry have the ability and can take advantage of the machine learning and artificial intelligence that other industries across other vertical markets have successfully deployed into their arena, whereas our industry having the ability to take advantage of artificial intelligence, which is packing pre-existing consulting intelligence around the industry, but also scenarios within our industry that occur in real time, having the capability to manage through that, to analyze decisions, to create advisement around and on those decisions, and also with the ability to execute change throughout the organization through the platform. Okay, so on one hand, you're describing it as a so-called expert system, sort of a super expert that has as its fingertips all the possible information you could have, probably too much for any human being to possess, and yet at the same time somehow mirroring the old line human expert in their ability to come up with sol the proper solution at the right time. So that's part of it, right? Absolutely. Correct. But then you seem to go beyond that. You seem to be indicating that once you have that expertise in the machine, not only do you have machine learning, but you have the ability of the machine to make 
I, I hesitate to use the word think or thought. That's probably not exactly accurate. To, to make conclusions and analyses that go beyond mere expertise. So there seems to be another step forward that you're also including under the AI definition. That's correct. So as we contemplate the ability to analyze the millions of scenarios that businesses typically are deal with on a day-to-day basis, so going beyond just analyzing all of the data and the big data across the organization and the corner cases as well as the big cases that drive day-to-day activity, day-to-day decisions, and day-to-day processes, once you've gone beyond the analyzation component, there's an advisor layer that is taking into consideration the pre-existing consulting intelligence of an organization's experts who work day-to-day within their software platforms, making decisions on behalf of the organization, making decisions that fall in line with industry best practices across the logistics industry. But as you take that a step further, having the ability to execute on the most statistically correct decision based on the analyzers and the advisors, not just of that moment in time, but as well as historical logging that has occurred so that from a machine learning perspective, decisions become more and more relevant decisions for the organization and the execution layer becomes a lot more to the point and statistically correct and directionally correct so that an organization can essentially operate as the most perfect version of itself at all times. What is your background in AI? When did you first become interested or fascinated in it and start to learn about it and decide that this was an area that you really wanted to pursue? It's been several years. So we've been contemplating artificial intelligence and machine learning for multiple years. And we've been essentially taking just the day in the life of industry experiences. So my background is is one of consulting in and for the industry, for asset carriers, non-asset carriers, as well as other technology providers and shippers. And so really been fortunate to see the industry through the lens and the eyes of really every layer of our industry. And with that, once you see through the lens, you understand and contemplate and really live the day-to-day, the challenges, the frustrations, the opportunities. And when you package all of that together, One of the things that was just evidently clear across our entire industry is that there is a tremendous amount of expertise that exists in the industry at every layer in the industry. But as we also contemplated decisions and systems where systems have evolved from just databases, housing information to platforms that should help become an extension of an organization to really become an extension of their team members throughout the industry. And as we really lived and breathed those components, the one thing that we felt the industry would need in in the, the interest in artificial intelligence is we have a lot of smart people in the industry. We have a lot of hardworking people in the industry. But ultimately, as the industry has evolved and as challenges and big data gets bigger, then having the ability to unpack and analyze those scenarios, make decisions, and then execute on those decisions, we just recognized was not something that was humanly possible for organizations to do on an ongoing basis. They do them in consulting engagements, sometimes in a certain finite period. And in most companies we found 
whatever they focus on, they do really, really great work and they have excellent output. The challenge becomes is how do organizations focus on all the items at all times, 24, 7, 365, so that they become great at everything, not just great at what they have the human capability and the resource capacity to focus on. I'm especially interested in how you talk about the way in which AI can address the problem of an aging workforce in the logistics sector. Could you explain what you mean by that? As we contemplate the knowledge that exists in today's work environment in the workforce, as the industry is facing succession planning and succession challenges due to an aging workforce, if we look across really all layers of the industry and, and just businesses in general, having the ability to capture every resources from a logging and what they do and how they do and decisions that they make, there is within our industry a lot of, for lack of a better term, there's a lot of resident expertise and tribal knowledge that goes along with managing shipment life cycles and supply chains, routing freight if you're a non-asset or an asset carrier, optimizing your lanes and your lane density tied to cost, tied to service performance. And so there's just a tremendous amount of information that industry experts have in their head and they bring that information and that expertise to the organizations that they work for. But unfortunately, when they retire and or they take a different position with a different company, that knowledge and that expertise typically kind of walks out the door with that resource. And by deploying artificial intelligence into an organization and really infusing now their today legacy system and, and moving that into more of an expert system as a way to think about the world, now all of that industry knowledge and expertise, the day-to-day -day business processes, the routing expertise, carrier management expertise, pricing expertise, all of that knowledge is now captured and housed in the system so that the artificial intelligent component can now enable the successor who's coming in and taking over that previous position that may not have the 30 or 35 or 40 years of industry expertise as they begin their new job coming in and filling those shoes. Because in most cases, those are really big shoes to fill when the industry experts either retire and or take a different position elsewhere. Yeah, but you know, you say taking over that previous position, but I have a feeling that given the growth of AI in this sector, that previous position is no longer the same. It's not the same job anymore because you've got the expert system that has the expertise. So you're the new, younger people you're bringing into the organization, don't you want them to be doing different things and have different skills than their predecessors? So essentially, we see the consumption of artificial intelligence in our industry initially as the ability to enable current staff members to focus on more important, if you will, bigger ticket items. Because again, we're not bowling the ocean. I think day one, when we look across our industry and, and are looking for the industry to adapt and adopt artificial intelligence as just the better method, as kind of the new method of how they want to operate and can operate on a go forward basis. And so initially, as we contemplate just the typical day-to-day -day mundane tasks, trivial tasks, that I think we all experience in our day starts taking time out of our day, which is our most precious gift. And so what we've also seen through consulting background and so forth and, and time in the industry is that you have your expert 
and your resident experts, subject matter experts that could be focusing on really, really big items, big ticket items for the organization. But unfortunately, there's only so much time in, in an individual's day. And when that day, statistically speaking, email kind of chews up about 30 plus percent of everyone's day. So if you have artificial intelligence built into your platform that can take over some of those day-to-day mundane tasks, now your more experienced resources can focus on the bigger board-level topics of the organization for the organization. We see capacity enhancement, not capacity replacement, through the adoption of artificial intelligence in the industry. And and those are two big topics and, and two completely different topics. But as we think about capacity enhancement, it's how do we get smart people, super smart people focusing on really complex problems and helping them solve in a quicker time frame those complex problems. Meanwhile, a lot of the mundane tasks that chew up a lot of their time and chew up a lot of their thought capital can be taken over from a machine and from the artificial intelligence, really managing the day-to-day processes as well. So you don't think there's any net difference in body count, people doing different things, but the number of people, with human beings within the organization is going to stay steady? We definitely see resource capacity improvements from a topic of staff are important. Are they going to be replaced by a machine? That's really not something we can predict that future at this stage, but we definitely know that productivity and solving complex problems and analyzing all facets of the business on an ongoing basis so that the organization can operate in the most perfect version of itself is a capability. If an organization is staffing their business with a thousand resources, we see a world where that organization could grow their business, potentially double their business without having to hire or add headcount to support those processes. But as the organizations do adopt to new technology capability, from a staffing perspective, either they're reprovisioning the staff to focus on more important items, or hopefully we see organizations throughout our industry have the capability to grow without the resource constraints or without the concern of the resource constraint or the expertise constraints that they may see in a tight job market and or in an industry where there is an aging workforce. And so we see the future of the industry super bright by the adoption of artificial intelligence to allow organizations to do way more with equal to or less than what they currently have in place. But don't you, at the same time, as you say, you're moving human beings into higher level tasks. It seems to me like you're looking for people with a different set of skills. You're looking at that point for data scientists. You're looking for specialists in analytics. You're looking for people who can do coding. Those aren't people who were like on the assembly line or were like processing packages in a warehouse. This is quite different. And I'm wondering, if is, are there challenges in finding those higher trained people who can support your AI systems when you bring them in? Yes, yeah, so I think it's a matter of, from an organization perspective, definitely working with the right partner if you do adopt artificial intelligence into the business is, is going to be a path-critical decision for the organization. It's a build or lease kind of methodology, right? We don't really see challenges being introduced into organizations throughout the industry from having to look for a different skill set, if you will, Most organizations, they do have system and and subject matter experts if they've licensed some sort of a legacy software platform 
from their current providers, but typically speaking, they maintain and continue to receive the skill set and the support of those systems from the vendors that they're doing business with. So from an internal perspective, there's kind of your technology partners, and then there's also kind of your day-to-day as we run the business the day in the life of. And we're not minimizing the potential need down the road for organizations throughout the industry to think about their FTEs and certain folks on their staff, as you mentioned, data scientists and so forth from a go-forward basis. But there also will be system capabilities that essentially will take over the support and that work to do the data science work on behalf of the organization without them having to staff those specific positions. Can you be more specific about how you think AI applies to logistics? In addition to the expert systems thing that you were telling me about before, what particular logistics functions might AI guide you in managing? How is AI going to manage a logistics operation exactly? Yeah, great question. So you would essentially need to break that up at a business department level, which would then be further broken down as a business topic and then typically into a goal and objective category. And so an organization, for example, depending on where you sit in the vertical of the logistics industry, so if you're a non-asset carrier, for example, or an asset carrier in the industry, a big topic for you may be a business topic, maybe cash flow, it may be accounting, right? And so if you peel that back to accounts receivable, One of the things that we contemplate in terms of organizations have AR staff members that collect money on their behalf, right, with interns, carriers, and non-asset carriers collect money from their shippers. And so as a business department and as a topic, cash flow and accounting is a big deal for really any organization. And so as you contemplate and think about the application of artificial intelligence and the continual machine learning, One of the things that we've recognized throughout the industry is that customers that do pay within terms, there are a lot of factors that contribute to whether or not they do or they do not pay within terms. Very basic example, it could be as simple as the method and frequency by which the AR team is reaching out to the customer to try and collect money on behalf of the carrier and on behalf of the non-asset carrier. And so in the most perfect version of itself, you would have all your customers paying you within your, if you have 30-day terms or 15-day payment terms, receiving money within those terms. And the customers that could be contemplating and paying within terms may be receiving three phone calls and three emails on a weekly basis, whereas customers who are not paying within terms may only be receiving one email and one phone call. And so the application there would be As you look across thousands and thousands of customers, what are the root causes affecting whether or not you're collecting money within terms as the most perfect version of yourself within your accounting department? And so there are just thousands and tens of thousands of scenarios under that one business topic where artificial intelligence and having really an extension of your staff analyzing statistically every scenario that could be leading and generating to a root cause of why a customer either pays us on time or they do not pay on time could be an area where it's deployed within that department. That doesn't tackle the entire supply chain, but as you start picking each business department and business topic, you can move beyond that to density maximization for operating ratios for an asset carrier 
so that as they look across the movement of goods through their terminals, through their hub-and-spoke networks, as you start contemplating density and then route optimization within that organization, then that starts pointing and touching other departments, maybe cross-divisions, where in a lot of companies and a lot of carrier environments, they have, in, in a lot of cases, different divisions and different systems within their organization that typically are not even talking with one another. And so OR management, margin management is obviously a big topic, big business topic, where the deployment of AI into the organization to allow for maximizing margin and profitability while maintaining service is just a big area. And obviously, I don't think we have enough time to kind of unpack <laughs> all the business topics. That's another, 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 another discussion, in fact. But, exactly. But, yeah. yeah, but I am, I am wondering the extent, where are we today in the application of AI logistics? Does AI dictate to a company decisions on density, on route optimization, on carrier selection, packaging? Does it dictate those things or does it advise on them and leave it up to a human being to do the ultimate conclusion at this point in the technology's great. use? Great. Yeah, great question. From our perspective, the design has to do both. And we absolutely look at AI in our industry as needing to build the trust of any organization that has deployed and is consuming artificial intelligence as an enabling factor to their business. And what, what we mean by this is when you hire a really, really expert resource, the resume may say all the right things but you still have to go through a learning factor, a trust factor. And so any organization in our industry who hires an employee, a new employee with the best resume, the best industry resume possible across all business departments, all business topics, with the capability to never take a vacation, work 24-7, 365, all that sounds great. But when you hire that resource into your organization, that resource has to build trust so that as he is analyzing and he is advising, statistically speaking, the decision that is made initially is still up to the organization. And so when the organization makes a decision that either goes along with what AI is recommended as the execution path or the organization goes against what the AI engine has recommended as the execution path, the artificial intelligence platform is going to monitor any of those decisions to determine how do we do, it's going to create a monitor node to then monitor that decision and, and was it the right decision or wrong decision and continually resurface that to the organization. And so we see a world where from an industry perspective, our industry is not talking enough about artificial intelligence, which was one of the things we felt like from a thought leadership perspective and, and really innovating this lane for the industry we felt like it was our responsibility to introduce artificial intelligence to the logistics industry in a really big way. With that, the consumption of artificial intelligence initially has to build a trust factor. So AI can't just jump into our industry and start executing on all the decision points that are surfaced from the analyzation and the advisor layer. But eventually we see organizations, once they've built trust, in the intelligence engine and the accuracy of the decisions that it is recommending, eventually that trust factor is going to get built to a point 
where we see a world down the road where an organization hits the easy button and says, hey, Mr. Stud employee, Mr. AI guy, you have been correct on the last 100 recommendations. If you bring to me another 100 recommendations, I'm just going to give you permission to go execute on all of those recommendations. Still report back to me on how we did. Still monitor that. But there's going to be that trust curve, right? And, and from a design perspective, AI should contemplate both capabilities. How does the organization build trust and execute? And then how can the AI engine actually execute automatically as an easy button for the organization once the logic has been established and once that trust factor has been established? Well, it's uh, fascinating that we've come so far, and yet it's still early days. But uh, it's such a fascinating discussion. I want to thank you, Spencer Askew, of technology to, in helping to guide us to understand where AI is in logistics today and where it might be going. Thank you very much for being with us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. That was my conversation with Spencer Askew of Technology, talking about the application of artificial intelligence to logistics. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com, where we post a new episode of this podcast for streaming and downloading every Friday. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter, at SCBrain. You can also download or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Got any comments or suggestions on this or any episode? Email me at rbowman at supplychainbrain.com. See you next time.